0: and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And today on the show, we're going to be talking about potentially decreasing your rent for tenants in tough times. Now, obviously, there are some New Zealanders out there who are doing it tough at the moment. There are people who are on eighty percent of their wage. There are some people who are just on the government subsidy, and there there are others who who are going to, unfortunately, in the case of some New Zealand staff, just to use it as an example, who are going to be made redundant. And that's really unfortunate, and it's really sad. Uh, some of those people are going to be renting, and because they're doing it tough, they may ask for a rent reduction. They may ask, I've seen some landlords share that uh, their tenants have asked for the rent to be forgiven, i.e. not paid at all. Uh, And so we're going to talk about what is the kind of best practice, and this has come from both the Auckland Property Investors Association, uh, some of the things Andrew and I have talked about, uh, and kind of what we're seeing is the best practice at the moment. Uh, And the first step is even though most people listening to the show will be using property managers, this is usually the process we'd go through. First of all, we'd send the tenants off to figure out what support they can get from the government. So, um, you know, thank you, Mr. Tenant, for, for for bringing this to us because I'd rather you tell me now that you're having a tough time rather than finding out later when the rent's not paid. Um, yeah. But let's go off. This is this is the sort of government support that that you might be able to get. Go and see what you can actually get to get in a in a kind of position if you haven't tapped into that already. Does that sound about right, what you're thinking as well, Andrew?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, there's lots that the government is doing right now to help people out, uh, make sure that everyone is taking advantage of that to the best of their ability, uh, so so that we can all kind of get through this time.
0: That's right. And then the next thing as well, I would say, is to figure out what they can actually afford to pay. So I would never realistically um, expect no rent to be paid. Uh, you'd want at least something so that you can see that the tenant is really trying. So let's let's just give an example. Say that your, your property that you're renting out is $500 a week and the tenant's gone, they've gone to the government, they've got some support, and they say, look, we think we can do $350 a week. For, for the next four weeks uh, and then we'll see where we are. Cool, so there's a $150 difference between that uh, that we'd need to decrease as a temporary decrease in order to... to Keep this tenant, um, not get, not put them into arrears, uh, and, and keep keep everybody happy. Um, now, what you'd usually do after this is you would have a written agreement between the landlord and the tenant, and your property manager can facilitate this, uh, where you carry that rent forward, so it's carried forward as a debt because the tenant still owes you it. We're just moving things around so that they can they can still afford it from a cash flow perspective.
1: Yeah, and I think this is a really important thing because it doesn't set the precedent that this is just a free for all where you can where a tenant can just uh, forgo their obligation to pay rent. And I think unfortunately there will be some tenants out there that will try and take advantage and think that they can just go around and not pay their rent at the moment because you know how they're going to be evicted when we're in isolation, which is which is a fair point. But um, our message from our property managers is that hey, we're there, we're here to help. Uh, but you are still obligated to pay your your, your be, be responsible for your rent because the the landlord uh all of us we're still responsible for paying our mortgage and so so we can't kind of forget that fact
0: yes and and the other thing as well once the mortgage holiday uh was kind of announced and we're going to talk more about that in a future episode as well i know that uh in adventure venture management uh our property management firm mm. uh they don't laugh at that. Some people don't laugh. know. Oh, I thought you were laughing in the That wasn't a laugh. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> You were wheezing or something like that. Um, <laughs> I can't see Andrew at the moment because we're saying, both in isolation. I was isolation.
1: thinking of some of my why. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but but as soon as some of these announcements uh, were even just being floated, like I remember, that, uh, there was a a couple of news articles that came out talking about that maybe all rent would just not be paid for a while, or there would be something like that. And there were just a couple of articles; they were very very early stage ideas. And uh, Linda was was already getting tenants uh, messaging and emailing and saying, "Hey, do, does this mean we don't have to pay pay rent this week?" To which she said no no you definitely definitely still have to pay rent um but but there are questions that are going to come from tenants and so you've got to weigh it out which ones are, are people really doing it tough and other people who are just having a go
1: the funny thing is the ones that were uh, asking that question were the ones that always missed their rent payments anyway so it really didn't uh, change anything
0: <laughs> well, that's really unfortunate. Um, and So what you'd do is you'd carry that rent forward. So let's go back to our example where it was a $500 a week uh, rental, they could still afford $350. So we're carrying it forward $150 a week, and that debt will be paid off potentially at something like $50 a week uh, when their income is returning. And an example of this would be uh, someone where a, a job where or occupation where the isolation is really temporary and their job will come back. So I'm thinking about hospitality workers, gardeners, trades people, uh, people where, where there is work, it's just that they can't physically go and complete the service over over the next 28 days. And so they would be able to afford to pay it off potentially at something like $50 a week over the next 12 weeks in order to, to make up for that total of $600. That's $150 difference over four weeks.
1: I think also just one thing I'll point out here, and again, I, I come across as being the uh, hard one in this conversation. And I, I'm not, if your tenants need help, uh, let's give everyone a break right now and figure it out. But if they don't talk to you and they stop making their rent payments, it is really important that if you're not using a property manager, you keep on top of the uh, legislative Uh, responsibilities that you have Um, for example a 21 day notice so if you're using a property manager they'll take care of this for you Uh, in the instance that someone's not paying their rent you still have to serve them a 21 day notice to remedy because you don't want to come out the other end of this and then be chasing it up then and it become a, a snowball that's spiraling out of control
0: And I think good property managers are proactively talking to tenants as well and figuring out, you know, and saying, talk to us in advance. We, we, We don't want to find out that you can't afford it or that you're going through a tough time when we notice that the money's not in the bank account and talk to us in advance, then we can sort it out. Then we can put a plan in place. And one other little tip I would say as well is make sure that the accumulated rent, uh, that that your that accumulated debt, so $150 a week times however many weeks, doesn't exceed the amount of bond that you've taken. So in that mm. scenario, uh, you it was $500 a week house, maybe you took four weeks rent, so $2,000, make sure the total Total debt doesn't go above that because then if your tenant gives notice and leaves, it's going to be very hard to get the extra bit off them because then they've walked away. You can pursue it through the Tenancy Tribunal, um, but it might get paid back at $10 a week in the end. Uh, and and the real issue, particularly in, in times like this, where money's a bit tight for a lot of people, is is cash flow. And so the fact that you get it back at $10 a week or $20 a week isn't much comfort uh, if you don't have the cash to be able to keep paying your mortgage in that, that instance. So that's, that's a little tip there, don't, don't let that total amount of, of debt that you're, you're kind of uh, lending essentially to the tenant, don't let it exceed the bond, because otherwise it's very hard to recover.
1: Mm. Uh, just one other thing that we track that I uh, heard of yesterday. So, one of our property managers was going to advertise a property online for, for rent, um, but then realized that it could become the target for people who uh, don't have a house at the moment and they just move on in there, they break on in or, or, or steal, uh, it was a furnished unit, steal the furniture. So someone wanted to view it the day before isolation but take it you know, much later. So that was, that was a real uh, alarm bell for me because I thought, well, we're just going to be really careful because no one's actually monitoring these properties in the same way uh, as it would be uh, in the event that we're not in isolation.
0: Yeah, and I'm just monitoring uh, listings as well, just because I like to keep my eye on the market. I'm seeing a lot more private rentals come onto the market, people renting privately, uh, as, as opposed to, to listings coming on from property management
1: firms. I tell you, that would likely be people that are just going to break isolation and go and show people through, I would say.
0: Well, that, that's true. And I'm also seeing it at a lot of apartments. So that's probably people trying to convert Airbnbs into residential, residential tenancies essentially. Absolutely,
1: that's going to be a major shift that we're going to see in the next wee while Uh, and certainly I know for a fact Queenstown is seeing a lot of this at the moment, one of my clients there uh, is a great property manager uh, most awarded property manager in the country Uh, she she is um, just finding a lot of properties come back onto the market that were Airbnb's and we'll, talk, we'll cover
0: that more as well in a future episode. Oh, I think. Sorry about that. Spoiler alert. No, it's okay. But we'll go into more into the details later on. But let's wrap it up there. But please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It's our absolute pleasure to, to bring to you every day what we believe is really high quality uh, information about the property market and property investment. And rating and reviewing, subscribing, that really does help us get the message out to more people. And look, one thing you can do to help us out is just in the, the bubbles that we're all in, um, uh, if if you are isolating with somebody just let them know about the, that you're listening to the Property Academy podcast and if they're interested maybe they'll start giving you a listen too it'll really help us out Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast I'm your host Ed McKnight and I'm Andrew Nichol. and we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies tactics and insights to help you get
1: the most out of the New Zealand property market until next time.